Hey everybody, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Motherhood from Scratch. This is Jessica here with Stephanie and today we're going to be on episode 5. So thank you guys so much for following our podcast. We seriously appreciate it. Yeah, and the messages we get, like, with encouragement and telling us, like, you know, that our what we said has helped. Like, what? Us? Yes. Like, we're helping? <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you guys so, so much. We really are grateful that you guys are listening in and it's helping. So today we want to go ahead and jump into the postpartum experience. We've got a lot to cover and a little bit of time. So, Stephanie, I want to open up with you, and if you just want to go ahead and share, what was your postpartum experience like? So, with the first one, that was the hardest, because I've never been a mother, you know, and have this sweet baby in front of me, and I'm like, well, now what do I do, you know, and I'm trying to recover from the, like, the medicine and all the stuff that I went through with being induced, Mm -hmm. and getting the epidural and stuff like that. The recovery time was longer, with the first. The second okay. one wasn't wasn't as bad. All the rest were, were natural, so I didn't have, like, the back pain and stuff. Um, but then there's the hormones. Like, the, I'm so happy not be pregnant anymore to the crash of, <laughs> oh, my goodness, I still have to clean. I'm still a wife. Yeah. I'm still a friend. I'm still a daughter. I'm still, life has to keep going while I'm caring for these little babies. Yeah. yeah it's just, like, the overwhelm at first, definitely came in with all of them. Yeah, no, I I would agree. Riley, she was my first and she was definitely my hardest. Number one, physically, after you come out of the hospital, I did not know the changes to expect because I just read so many books about labor and delivery that a lot of times people don't tell you that postpartum is a whole nother trimester in itself. Yeah. And it seriously is. Like, you get, you get this amazing bag at the hospital full of like um diapers <laughs> i guess you would say and sprays and, yes, and and sprays and creams and they are so helpful keep but, them yeah. keep yes. them if you haven't had a baby yet keep the bag ask for whatever they'll give you sometimes they'll <laughs> give you extra they'll give you diapers sometimes they'll give you like onesies and stuff for the baby yes yep keep them and especially so this is something you have to ask i know c-section moms get it but they have a um it's kind of like a binder but not really a binder it's kind of a white mm, i guess i would say binder that you wrap around your chest after you have a baby and you can get it during labor and delivery and it actually helps you feel like your organs aren't falling out which is what it sometimes feels like after a baby (laughs) so i didn't know if you knew about that stephanie no i didn't (laughs) yes it's super helpful just to help with the soreness and the contractions and Hmm. just the different things that you're feeling physically that they don't tell you about or like you don't expect and so it kind of helps you feel whole again. I know after I had Riley, I definitely felt like my body was kind of in different pieces. Yeah. And that's not even getting into nursing. So, I mean, Stephanie, did you nurse your children or did you did you bottle feed or breastfeed? Or? Both. Okay. I started off with my oldest. I breastfed her for four months. Okay. After that, um, with postpartum, I had um, pretty bad depression with it. Okay. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. Um, And the rest of them, I only breastfed them for like two or three months. Mm -hmm. I haven't been able to go a year or like, you know, like a lot of amazing moms are able to do. But um, so, yeah, 
formula for most of them. Okay. Yeah, I, that, that, you guys, is a whole nother debate in itself that we definitely don't want to get into. But just like last video, we were saying you have to do what's best for you and your baby because there are plenty of people who are completely anti-formula and there's plenty of people who are the opposite and they're like, oh, I'm anti-breast. I don't want my chest to change because mm -hmm. of this, that, which is not even accurate. Um, but you've got <laughs> you've got two different sides of the spectrum. Um, so just being prepared and make sure you read up about those physical changes and like the messy changes that they don't tell you about. But I do want to talk about like the postpartum depression a little bit because a lot of people think that it looks like violence in the sense of you see all these horror videos of like moms um shaking their babies or different yeah. things like that but what did it look like for you stephanie it, it started off as just constant sadness like okay. it didn't matter if it was sunny outside or like if anything good happened to me i i wasn't able to enjoy anything and okay. my husband noticed that and he asked somebody like why is she unable to be happy like we just had a baby like I'm not sure what's going on here. And yeah. he told him, like, she might be going through the baby blues. Just give her a few weeks. So uh, he yeah. was like, oh, okay. I didn't know. Like, he was, you know, super young, too. He didn't know anything about that. Yeah. But it didn't go away. So it went from me being, like, six weeks postpartum to now, like, almost four months. And, like, the feelings intensify. Like, you know, now yeah. I'm crying all the time. Now I'm angry. Yeah. You know, and it's not the baby. It's just, and then, like, looking, looking at the baby crying and you're just, like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I don't have the strength to help right now. Just like, yeah. there's like a feeling of like helplessness. Um, it worked out eventually. Um, I got help. I got support. I started seeing um, a therapist. I didn't go on meds or anything, but I did get the support that I needed. Good. Once I identified like, oh, wait. This is a thing, yeah. you know, postpartum depression over the past couple of years, I feel like is being talked about more, mm -hmm. you know, people are being encouraged to go to therapy or just like to get whatever they need, you know, and I, I think I, I think the conversations have been good. Um, yeah. um, postpartum anxiety is also a thing um, with my third, my second girl, she was in the NICU for a couple of days, you know, it wasn't like an extensive stay, but you know, you don't expect that. You're not, yeah. you're not ever prepared to say like, you know, your baby isn't thriving or whatever. Yeah. So I had this anxiety with her for her whole first year. I was just oh. always afraid that yeah. something was going to, like I was going to get more bad news. So I would stay up some yeah. nights and just watch her. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so there's that. How about you guys? Like, how did you do with? So Riley, that's my firstborn. I had a postpartum depression with her and didn't realize it until I actually had my second one. So that whole first year, I think it was definitely more anxiety. Uh, it was a thing of I didn't feel that she was safe with other people. Mm -hmm. And so I really just wanted to keep her to myself. And I mean, it was it was we had to follow the book. So like don't brush her hair this way, mm -hmm. don't put this product on her, don't use this, don't do that, change her like this. I mean, it was beyond the thing of like, oh, this is just you being a first-time mom. Like, I did not want to leave her with my mom or my mom-in-law, and it would just really make me upset if somebody did something that I told them um, I wanted it done a certain way. Yeah. And so, but like, I'm not saying this as like, a first-time mom thing so I think to me it's a difference between like 
as a first time mom, you do want things done a certain way. You do read a lot. Um, and you just have, you have expectations that most of the time are unrealistic and you don't realize it until you have your second one. But a lot of things you're just, you're just more like, I want it to be this way. But with me, it wasn't just that. It was much more of a heaviness to it. Almost like I could not get rest if she was with somebody else or not mm -hmm. in the same room as me. And so that's when I realized like, okay, like this might be something more, but I didn't categorize it as depression because I wasn't sad and I also wasn't feeling any type of like violence or like any of those things towards my baby. Like I didn't show any of that or didn't have any of those feelings, but it definitely was that anxiety of like, man, I, I just don't feel like she's safe with anybody besides me. And so when I had my second girl and I didn't feel any of those feelings, I'm like, wait a minute. So that whole first year, like I was actually dealing with some postpartum hormone changes that I didn't even realize. And my husband, he was gone with the military for most of her, the beginning of her first year. So he didn't notice anything. And um, so it just, it just went it went by without anybody noticing and we got through it and everything like and I didn't get to go to therapy because I didn't know what it was or anything like that but when I had my second one not too long after her I was like okay so now I know like with future pregnancies that this is what's normal and this is what isn't so I definitely am glad that there's more resources out there now to help mamas out and definitely be mindful of that because because it doesn't have to be a period where you're sad or you're depressed or you're anxious. There's lots of different ways to help and mm -hmm. medication. It doesn't have to be medication. You might just need to talk to somebody. Yeah. Try, try your best to talk to someone. There's somebody who understands what you're going through. And even if they don't, they're still willing to listen. Like, I know it's hard sometimes, you know, especially as a mom, you want to handle it all. You feel, you know, you want to feel in control and stuff like that. But it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. It, it is. If you have somebody in your corner, talk to them. Don't keep, don't keep it in. Because at least in my experience, it kind of prolongs, it prolongs it. Because like, now you're in your own head. You're like... I'm the only person dealing with this. I'm the only person who feels this way. And everybody else is posting on Instagram a week after their baby. And, you know, look at me, look at these stretch marks or whatever it is. And you start to go down this, this path, you know, like how you just had a baby. Yeah. You, you just, you just had a baby. There's hormones, there's all kinds of things. And if, you know, labor and delivery, labor and delivery wasn't the best, or, you know, you're having um, marital problems or anything that can all contribute to it. And you can't keep that in, you can't keep that to yourself. Yeah. You know, community is so important, even if it's not like, you know, a big group of women, like, I really encourage you to find somebody to talk yeah. to. Don't keep it to yourself. Yeah, no, there's definitely resources out there. And that's one of the bigger things that they talk about is like the mental changes. And like we said, there's more resources out there now. But I think the physical changes is something that is not talked about as much because like Stephanie was saying, like, there's this expectation of when we get highlights of people's lives on like Instagram or on Facebook 
that things are supposed to be a certain way or physically we're supposed to be a certain way. But then in reality, that's not the case when you come out of the hospital and two months later, your body still looks like you're three months pregnant. So, <laughs> so nine um, months later, <laughs> so I do want to talk a little bit about like self-esteem and, and has the process of, because we both have had multiples. So for you, Stephanie, now that you've had multiples, how do you feel like your self-esteem is after you have kids? Like what have you learned after having multiples versus with your first one? Um, after I had my first, I kind of quote unquote bounced back pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Um, I got, um, I was working at the time. So my job had a gym. So after work, probably like three, four days a week, I would go to the gym. So, you know, the baby weight like starting to like come off and stuff. I'm like, okay, (laughs) all right. You know, I'm back to, I'm back to how I was, you know, um, pre-pregnancy. But every baby after that, like it it didn't, it didn't go like that. (laughs) I definitely kept some, some weight, um, with my second, third and fourth. Um, I don't look like what I did when I was 20 anymore. Mm -hmm. And I struggled with that, you know, cause you do see women who like, who lose it all. You yeah. know, and you know, you're you change up your diet and do these things, but like still still got that little something, yeah. there, you know, and um my husband, um, it's 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 a blessing, you know, but he he enjoys he enjoys a little extra, you know. So, yeah. you know, having that, like having him in my corner with that, you know, it's 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 nice. It's nice to hear. But um for me myself sometimes it's just like, what's stopping me from losing, you know, the rest of it? Yeah. You know, and I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting used to it. I'm, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting used to, to how I, to how I look now. Mm-hmm. How about, how about you? So it was the same for me with Riley. So with the first, the bounce back, it came pretty fast in the sense of I lost the weight, but things have never sat the same since her. So yeah, I was down, um, to my weight before pregnancy, but my stomach did not look the same my belly button, you know, there were stretch marks in different places that weren't there before. Mm-hmm. And so having to accept that, it took a little bit. And I, I started working out and doing Insanity with Shanti and I got in really great shape. And then surprise, I was pregnant with my second and she was definitely a surprise. And so that took some adjusting. I was a little bitter, not gonna lie. I was back in school when I found out about her and I was in what I would call the best shape of my life. And so I was definitely very surprised when I got pregnant with her. But then as the pregnancies have, um, as I've had more pregnancies, oh, my body, it just changes each and every time. And I really, really try to just hang on to the fact that like, I am growing a little person Mm -hmm. and like this is a human. So it's definitely worth every stretch mark, every whatever I don't even think my belly button looks like a belly button anymore at this point (laughs) but it's okay because I think that they're worth it I believe that they are and so I try to hold on to that even though I do have my moments where I'm like "Ooh, like this is not sitting the way that it used to be and it probably won't but y'all at this point in time we have so many different things shapewear different bras just different things out there use them yeah yeah like (laughs) use them like I mean not going into the cosmetic aspect of it of like go under the knife but like y'all if if something makes you feel good about yourself if if it's some shapewear if you need to go and splurge on some bras 
do what you got to do. Yes, <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah, do what you got to do and don't feel bad about it. And even like Stephanie said, like having a spouse in your corner or your spouse in your corner makes the biggest difference because same here, like my husband, he, hence why we are, you know, pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, I would say he's a thousand percent in my corner. <laughs> I, I am grateful. Yeah. <laughs> I am definitely grateful because there are some spouses out there that will like, you know, make people feel guilty or feel bad. Like women feel guilty and bad that their body didn't bounce back. And it's like, we don't know what our body is going to look like yeah. after we have the baby. Like the, the quicker you stop looking at Instagram and Facebook and all the people who have extra money to go and have surgeries There's and different that things. Too, yeah. yeah, that we don't see. Like the more better you start, you will start feeling about yourself. And so I had a yeah. little bit of like I guess resentment a little bit because mm-hmm. I worked a lot to get down to the size that I was. Like in my um, which baby are you talking about the, the first baby? yeah okay. before I had kids at all. Oh, okay. Um, like I lost a ton of weight from like high school to college. So yeah. I'm like okay, like I did it. Yeah, you know. And now it's like wait, I'm kind of back to where I was. Like you mm-hmm. know before I before I had kids. Well, like before I started losing weight, I mean, you know what I mean? So I'm like, why did I do all that? You know, but it's, it's a little different because I know this came from giving life. Like you said, like I brought four babies in this world. Yeah. I grew four humans. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's okay. Yeah. And it didn't come from like cheeseburgers and, you know, some of this came from cheeseburgers. (laughs) (laughs) And those gluten-free Oreos. That's, that's the get me for sure. And they're good too. Yeah, they are. They did a good job. But I do want to talk about, so we were talking a little bit before the podcast about how pregnancy has changed stuff for us postpartum in the sense of even things like that we can eat and that we can't eat and like different things like that. So like not only only physically, but like what else has changed for you that might be something that is completely random? So when I, I knew that I needed to take a pregnancy test with my oldest because I had red velvet cake one day and it tasted disgusting. And that was my favorite cake. So I'm like, (laughs) okay, something, something's off here. And then I was pregnant. Yeah. And to this day, red velvet cake is not good to me anymore. Mm -hmm. I finally just got to the point this year where I could like eat it, but I'm like, this isn't that serious, but I used to love it. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. No, it's, that's one of those things too, that like people don't tell you. And I know for me, like I didn't always have to be gluten free and we'll definitely have another podcast about like diets and restrictions that we have to follow for our families and everything. But I didn't have to stop eating gluten and dairy, um, until after I had Serafina. And I really think that's my youngest. And what I think happened was that when I was postpartum, because I didn't have a routine, I didn't have meals prepped, I wasn't really prepared in that sense. I was eating a lot of carbs, a lot of sugar, a lot of snacks. And I think, not only I think, but I know that after that many pregnancies, you really have to care for your body. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do that. And I think it just completely damaged my gut. And that's what happened. And so also saying like mama's out there like take it slow you do not have to be up running on a treadmill at six weeks when your doctor says it's okay like take it slow bond with your baby and enjoy the life that you just created with your husband and god like 
too many times we are rushing to get things done and this this checklist and it's like we gotta just enjoy our babies you guys like and, like, with yeah. the six weeks, girl, like, you know, like, the doctor clears you to, like, you know, be able to be active and all yeah. that stuff again. It might not be six weeks. Like, it yeah. might not be, like, the exact six weeks. Yeah. Sometimes with one, I was actually healed up by, like, four weeks. Mm-hmm. And another, it took, like, three whole months. Yeah. Like, it's not always, like, exactly on the nose. So, like, don't feel bad about that if it takes you a little longer to, you know, feel, like, back to yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think they say to give yourself, as long as you were pregnant, give yourself that amount of time to really, like, feel back to yourself. And I know that's one of the reasons why they say don't have babies back to back is because your body needs that time for your hormones to regulate and to go back to normal. And so that's nine months after you have at least, well, actually, they say, I think, two years to wait around two years. Something like that. Yeah. But when it comes to the hormonals, the hormones, not the hormones, um, when it comes to the hormones and the physical changes to give yourself time and to enjoy bonding with your baby because y'all babies do not keep. They really, really don't. So uh, definitely bonding with your baby and how, how has that been for you and, and your youngest, Stephanie? It's been, it's been great. He doesn't sleep. My youngest does not sleep, but... I'm making it somehow. I don't know. He's just so squishy and adorable. Like, and I think because I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not, I'm only 30, you know? So I know I could have more kids, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I guess recently I'm just like, what if I don't? Yeah. You know, like what if, what if this is my last baby, you know? So I think I'm kind of like enjoying him like more Mm -hmm. knowing like this really could be my last little squishy baby. (laughs) Does that feel heavy to you? Like, does it feel, like, burdens- burdensome? Or does it feel like, man, like, okay, like, this this might be my last time changing diapers and I'm okay with that? Um, it's a little bit of both, you know? Mm-hmm. When you just start, you know, having kids, you're like, you don't really see the end of it. But I yeah. think now I'm like, like, one day, like, I won't be able to, yeah. you know? Like, menopause comes or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, like... I don't know. I don't know what it is about turning 30. Now I'm just thinking about like 40 and 45. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, this isn't, this phase of our lives isn't forever. Yeah. You know, our child, our childbearing years do come to an end at some point. So it's like, you know, yeah, I look at, I look at my youngest like differently than Mm -hmm. my first when, um, I had her, I was 23. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're like, oh, I'll have more, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's a little different now. Yeah. And now because he's your fourth, it's like, okay, like things change versus when you had your first versus when you have your fourth. I know like with me, I think that's probably, I don't know. It's just heavy really thinking about like, is this my last? And that's why I honestly don't really answer the question anymore when people ask me because I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. it just depends on the different seasons of life that I'm in that you ask me. And sometimes I'm like, man, my heart is content. And then other times I have a desire of like, no, like I want that that large farmhouse family type of thing. Yeah. And like, you know, me and Stephanie, we love our babies. Like we see children as a blessing, even raising them as hard as it is. It's it's a blessing it's super sanctifying. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> that That's for sure. But we love our large families. And, and we hope that these podcasts encourage you guys to also, you know, love your babies and love your large families and, 
and to be okay with motherhood. That's one of the whole points, like, yeah. you know? So, so um, I guess anything else you want to add on to it or anything else you want to share? No, I think, I think we covered a lot. Yeah, we, we covered a lot. So if you guys have any more questions or comments, please let us know. And next time, I'm so excited because I think... We are going to try really hard to get our husbands on here. Our husbands are coming on here, guys. Yep. <laughs> They're coming. I can tell you right now, it's going to be longer than 25 minutes. Yes. Don't know how long it's going to be. We'll put some timestamps in there for you guys. Uh, but I guess the summary of what they said it would cover would be like biblical manhood. So we want them to talk about like homemaking and why why we live the life that we do and their opinions on it and yeah, what we do from their perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So I am super excited to hear that. I think we are all in for a surprise. And you guys, if you have any questions for them, please submit them. Let Stephanie or me know, and we will definitely hand them off. All right, guys. All right, you guys, you have a blessed February. Bye. Bye.